From Uniforms to Unicorns is sponsored by Brand 47 Coffee, which was founded by Holly and Alex, both first responders looking to create a sustainable business to pass on to their two sons with Down syndrome, Jax and Nico. Thinking about the future has always been in the forefront of their heads for their boys, creating meaningful employment and independence as adults. The only way to do that was to create it. Brand 47 Coffee Co. provides the most unique and fun-flavored coffee. Seriously, it is so good. Our Mine and Sharon's favorite is the Coco Loco. It's coconut-infused. It is to die for. All of their coffee is small batch and roasted to order. They are incredible people doing incredible things. Their vision is to keep the world caffeinated, to stay special, and be extra. You can find them at brand47coffee.com. Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happen to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. Through huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. We know there's huge curiosity surrounding these topics. And we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared. And we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of corrections. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> From uniforms to unicorns. Unicorns. Hey, Lauren here. Just wanted to remind you that some of the things that Sharon and I and our guests talk about on this podcast can have adverse effects or bring on triggers for experiences that you have had in the past. So we just wanted to give you a little bit of a warning before you listen to any of the podcast episodes and say, take care of yourself. And thank you again for being here and listening. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Are you freezing your ass off? Yeah, I'm actually. So cool <laughs> oh, I don't know how it's... my child actually sleeps down here. He has a heated blanket that I might turn on actually in about five minutes. And oh, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Looking it's forward cold. to Christmas though. We're getting there. We're getting uh, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm excited to be back in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> recording another <laughs> podcast. It, it's actually, it's quite amazing because we've been, uh, so this one will air start of season six. Um, and you know, at, when we first started, we were like begging people to come on this thing. And now it's like, we, we had a conversation this morning about how many people we want to have on it. We're like, we're going to have to split this into like five new seasons because exactly. it's so amazing. It's so amazing how many people reach out and how many people want to tell their stories. And, um, uh, so good. So yeah. good. Our uh, our guest today is no exception to that. Uh, today we have Mo Showcat on the show. He is with uh, Boots on the Ground Alberta Peer Support, fellow corrections officer. <laughs> and yeah, we're we are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for uh, coming on with us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Lauren. Hey. How's it going? So good. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I stepped out uh, a little earlier to get these things, and that was Thank cold. Thank you. Yeah, that, was, that cold. was cold, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you, you yeah. bought headphones just for us? 
Yes. Thank you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Look at this. I still have the package right here. <laughs> oh, good. It's like a cyber, a Black Friday, Cyber Monday purchase, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Good, Jamie. We'll be happy. There's no feedback. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Well, go ahead, Sharon. I'll let you take it from here. So yeah, thank you so much again for being here. So first off, I want to know what led you into corrections? Uh, What led me into corrections? Well, I was uh, uh, looking for, uh, well, a law enforcement job, really. I was working part-time at uh, Abbotsford Fire. Uh, It was a... Uh, part-time firefighter, not a volunteer firefighter, I guess. But uh, yeah, at that time I was just looking for, for a very short period, but I was looking for a a job in law enforcement and somebody told me about Correctional Service Canada and I was like, let's apply there. Well, I'd apply to be A friend? A friend or someone who doesn't really like you? An enemy? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'll tell you, I was... uh, uh, I was on a call with a buddy of mine and uh, like on, on, on the fire department call and, you know, he decided to call in and, and uh, take a, take a day off. And I just saw how easy that was. And I'm like, what job was that? And he goes, corrections. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> tell me, tell me more. You know? so, Mystery uh, job where you can just call in. Yeah. Call in sick. <laughs> and uh yeah so that's how that's how that started and then i had applied to bc corrections first and they didn't take me and uh then i was like okay let's uh apply to csc and sure enough they took me that was back in well i had applied like long time i had applied i think in 2010 um but by the time i got to training it was 2012 wow saskatoon and uh then they posted me to out of training. They posted me to Edmonton, uh, Edmonton institution. And so you had to make a move. You were living in BC at the time. Yes. Okay. I was living in BC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm originally from Ontario. Well, okay. when I came to Canada, I guess I was in Ontario, mm-hmm. and uh, I moved around a lot. I went to school in the states, so then I went to BC for looking for work, and then they posted me to Edmonton, and that was me and Trace. And, uh, you know, it started there at CX1, promoted to CX2 there. Um, it was fun. I loved Edmonton Institution. I know that's not a very popular opinion, but, you know, I loved it. I, that, was my, that was my jam. I was miss it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I, I want to say 20... Uh, 18 or 19, I wrote exams for CX3, which is the staff training officer, and uh, wrote the exams for that. And I knew Edmonton didn't have a spot, so I didn't know how it was going to work out. Yeah. Uh, but then eventually, we, my wife and I, my wife is from Calgary, so we decided to move down this way, like to uh, Calgary area. Just put nice. my transfer into Bowdoin just for, you know, uh, just to see where it goes. Because I was, uh, like I said, I was originally from Ontario. I wanted to go to Ontario. But, uh, but the wife wins. The wife just wins. The wife yes, wins. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We compromised and we did what wife wanted. You know? so, <laughs> so. But who doesn't want to be close? I, I'm from Calgary, but I don't live right. in Calgary anymore. And that right. was my goal, too. When my husband applied to be a police officer, I was like, we got to get to Calgary. That was... Yeah. 
and you know yeah. we'd had a baby and anyways we ended up in Cameron's nowhere in fucking near the mountains but whatever um, <laughs> my family still lives there and I go there all the time and I get to go see Sharon, but, um, yeah. yeah I lost that battle but I'm it, it worked out for the best yeah no I, I love it here like I'm not leaving anymore but it was at that time it was like I gotta get back to Ontario and at that time there was a transfer freeze of sorts oh yeah they always you know that was like that was like a big push like everybody wanted they were like everybody was hired from Ontario now everybody wanted to go back but there was a transfer freeze so it was just at that point a race of who gets back first but anyhow then I Bowden called me like within like a few days really of me applying for transfer saying come on over and so I transferred to Bowden um let's say two and a half three years ago Mm-hmm. and um as a three uh, as a cx3 no i transferred as a cx2 okay but then they had a position for me as a cx3 so i transferred and i think within like two two and a half months i was sent on my cx3 course which is uh, okay I, I think it's almost a three month long course like two and a half month long course so in ontario to, probably in pei actually Oh, oh yeah. nice yeah, yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah so uh then yeah i was sent to pei for two and a half three months however long it was I don't even know. and uh i came back and i got the position well acting position within two days like i got nice. back on like december 15th and i was teaching in the center and uh then I got promoted uh, October of uh, 2020, I want to say October of 2020 was when I was promoted to CX3. And since then, I've just been, you know, CX3. CX3. Yeah. <laughs> CX3. So, where do you do that from? Like, is Bowdoin your home? Like, is that where you train out of? Or, yes, yes. So, Bowdoin is uh, where I'm posted to. Like, as a CX3, uh, I work for region, so I don't work for an institution, but uh, um, you're posted to an institution. So, I'm posted to Bowdoin, um, mm-hmm. but I work for the region. So, I go teach. Uh, uh, course or uh, the, the CTP whenever mm-hmm. I'm required to and uh, yeah uh, go to other institutions to fill in if I have to and oh, okay yeah and, very cool uh, do you like it oh yeah yeah it's honestly the best job in CSU for sure yeah mm-hmm. I would that's say what that I've heard probably, yeah I would probably yeah. enjoy that job yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's a fun job for sure uh, yeah here for the long haul um, I was going to kind of tell you about corrections. Within corrections, I did a whole bunch of different, like I did everything. I was a uh, union executive forever, still am. Um, I was a uh, crisis negotiator. I was a uh, fire team member. I was, I did a little stint as a commissioner of folks. That was fun. As a what? As a commissioner of folks. Oh, okay. Yeah, at Edmonton. And okay. um, what else have I done there? Uh, it is cool, right? Because CSE does really have like a ton of things. A lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah, if, you're no, willing, if you're willing, willing to move. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was uh, on the Guard of Honor at Edmonton. Then I became his deputy commander. Then I became, became his commander. Now I'm the uh, adjutant for Prairie Region. So I 
watch over Alberta, province of Alberta for uh, the Honor Guard. Uh, yeah, done a whole bunch of stuff and it's awesome. A bunch of stuff, yeah. Yeah, especially when you find and and when you you know try all those things and then you find something that you know really does speak to you and is really like you know exciting to be a part of. And I think like training people and getting people involved in different things. I know for me, like I did the fire instructor training. Mm -hmm. Um, I really needed that break, right? Like I really needed that like space to like teach people and train people and not be with inmates all the time. And it was like okay, I can step out of this role and do something different. I was usually mm-hmm. just yelling at Sharon, fucking breathe, Sharon. Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. breathe. So Actually, funny. So stupid. Sharon being like the worst. I'm like, oh, fuck. She's was the worst. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the problem child, right? The problem but child. It's okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It, nothing's even connected, Sharon. You can breathe. It's okay. Just you can breathe. Yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like the water like just if if there was a fight if there was a fight i was taking sharon if there was a fire i was not taking (laughs) (laughs) yep you wait here you You wait here here. you get the video camera yeah you stand at the stand at the door you hold the door for us right (laughs) oh that's so funny so funny so but we uh you know this is not how we came to know you is through cfc or whatever right we came to know you through uh, a different initiative that you um you're working on um with peer support with first responders so tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved and why you're passionate about it so i was uh sism currently in stress management and i was very passionate about that um and you just like you know we all law enforcement we all very alpha people we don't yeah. like to talk about our problems but people talk about their problems as long as somebody's willing to listen right mm-hmm. like i have come across that and i have i have seen very alpha people talk to me because i was willing to listen and they were willing to let their guard down and talk which is what we need i was one of them i would never talk to anybody right and then um then yeah, when somebody's willing to listen, yeah, I would talk, you know, as long as they're, as long as I don't have to make them understand what it is that I'm talking about. That's right? true. Like that's our biggest problem so I true. found was having to make somebody who, who doesn't know what we do for work understand. And then that's, and then it's funny that how we connect with even other professions. Like my brother-in-law is a paramedic. I don't have to tell them what my job is. We just talk and we, you know, we just, we just talk. I don't know what he does for work. He doesn't know what I do for work, but we just have that connection. Right? So I have other friends. Who are that first responder officers. connection, yeah. right? Like yeah. that yeah. understanding, yeah. like you've seen shit. I've seen shit. Exactly. I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I've been working shift work. I got ordered yes. to work. There's a yeah. pandemic going on. Now we're gearing up with it. Like that, all of those things are so like, I don't want to, and that I, I, and I know people who have psychologists that are like, well, they're not a first responder psychologist. I'm like, find one of those. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It will yep. save you about a million fucking dollars. Find someone you love, even if they, if they, maybe they love a first responder or no, like they're not all of them have been one, but understanding or have worked with people 
who have that they know that from their other clients right 100 yeah i have i have talked with it's funny that i have uh uh i would go have talked with a therapist she was great right great but that was my first time going to a first to a therapist but then i was noticing that i was coming back and messaging my friend who is the girlfriend of a buddy of mine who used to work with me and get her advice on stuff and i'm like why have why do i have to go text her to get advice about my own therapist that i have right because she understood because her her boyfriend was you know in corrections or in law enforcement our first response role and my therapist was not right mm-hmm. like she she had not been in in my friend's shoe she's my team member now but yeah so um um so anyhow so then i was always too much into like not too much but i was always into schism i always was getting i was passionate about mental health mm-hmm. when i came to bowden say what you may about edmonton like edmonton uh, is is a great place to work it is a very active site for lack of a better term but for some people that's what keeps them going and that's what kept me going you know like i was very good at edmonton i, I loved it mm-hmm. when i came to bowden now one thing that we when we talk about mental health and first response one of the things that I, I wish it would be recognized in in bigger capacities is the adrenaline crash right like you mm. come from a very yeah. active site to not very active site or you switch roles you get promoted you go into other you know something for a lot of people get transitions is fine but for a lot of people transition is not right like it's like going into a different role where all now all you were riding was that adrenaline horse and now nothing Right. Mm-hmm. Sharon, Sharon can share this because she was like, if you've ever heard Sharon's story, she'll tell you real quick because I want her to. Um, and I'm the boss of her. No, I'm just <laughs> she kind of is, yeah. It really, it really is interesting that you say this because if you've never heard Sharon's story, which some people might not have, she came from Edmonton Institution for Women, where we literally had an incident all the time right. to, to Bowden, yep. where they you tell it, you go, yeah, like. So it was like 12 years of something happening daily. So we'd seen mm-hmm. everything. And and then when we had the max unit with the women come, it was like crazy mm-hmm. every day. So I had put my, tra- I was burnt out when I look back now and I put a transfer into Bowdoin coming. I want to come back to Calgary, same thing. And I got there and I was like, what the? And my day one there, there was a, like a fight, an altercation between two of the guys and I was running with someone not knowing where I was going, I had no handcuffs. And the like the inmate walked up to me, put his hands out for me to cuff him. And I'm like, is this the end of the incident? And then they're like, yeah, like, and we haven't had a fight in, I don't know, a year. And then I remember like, he just walked over to the, to SAG or the hole. And they were like, go and write a report, like take, go off the, and I'm like a report. Like, what would I even fucking say, right? And we come from, and it, like a fight happens at EIFW and then the incident is carried on until, 
until midnight there's and then you're banging, ordering. they're, they're yeah. negotiating their they're girlfriend being moved in, yeah, exactly. their girlfriend gotta... has to be moved in next door yeah. gonna... and your 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 report is like pages long and you have no you time to write it them <laughs> yes. something else happens in the shower you know, like, and i'm yeah. like what would i write like that's what i said like what would i write like I don't even know and it was so funny and then I was met a, a guy there I, I love this guy he's he's still there at Bowdoin and we had the same amount of time in and I was like oh you know what it's like when you reach 13 years and I'm naming all this stuff I'd gone through and he's like I've never like done any of that like I've never yeah. even ever done that and I'm like yeah. you're the Pinal training it was like we'd put inmate after inmate on the Pinal board I'm like I don't need refresher like I actually know how to restrain an inmate and put them on that board like I don't yeah. need that like <laughs> they were like really right so yeah. that's what it was like and so I was always up here always yeah, yeah. ready so to go right <laughs> yeah. and that was like that was and, and honestly like for me like like I said like I went to my CX3 course pretty fast but even then, like, it was like, like, yeah, I don't get that, you know, that you, you, it's not like being on the floor at Edmonton. The max, know? right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's not the same uh, vibe. Yeah. And then like every day after Edmonton, I, I know I would come home and I'd be like, I would be satisfied with myself with everything I did that day. Right. Like it was, whether it was a, it, whether it was an incident or not. Right. Like it was, I knew that I did, I played a role in my my unit buddies going home safe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Once I became a CX3, there was no need for that. You know, so I, I never, you know, you never had the satisfaction that somebody went home safe today because, you know, you didn't have your partners. Yeah, you know, you've trained guys and they'll use it and they'll go home safe one day, but it's not the same. You know, it's, it's an identity shift. Hey, like yeah, exactly. I, and I, almost a grief. I, I've talked about this significantly with lots of people because I, when I left, I grieved it. I was like, I'm so sad because yeah. I know I'm not going back. I, and, and I, and that camaraderie that you built yeah. to be like, yeah. you know what? I, I can't help those people. Not that I thought I helped my staff, but I mean that, that community, um, mm -hmm. it felt so like broken. You can, totally. Mm -hmm. And you could really just be yourself, like at all times, like whether like I'm a tomboy, I could be, a, I could be myself. I could say what I needed to say. I, you know, commanded respect from the cons, from fellow staff members. You had the time in and then you yeah. leave that and you're like, it's so different mm -hmm. to enter the real world. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's not, I don't want to say like, like you went from like working in the, and then going to like, dealing and I found this too um I did a stint uh CX3 stint for three months and 29 days I was like I would rather deal with inmates all fucking day than deal with all the <laughs> shit that's going on with these people right like so <laughs> it's like you're going yeah it's it's such a transition to to deal with you know law-abiding citizens and not yeah. have to fight people exactly. all day long but in a in a different respect as well too right yeah exactly cool. yeah super yeah. interesting so, so how do you yeah. get rid of how do you get rid of that like anxiousness that adrenaline stuff right for me yeah for me it was i i submerged myself into a lot of busyness a lot of business right like which was i took on school i started going back to school for my master's and i started going uh, uh picking up other stuff outside of work and 
yes. the part I look at positives and everything. So yeah. yes, one positive that I did find was it took me. We we were taught at core. We were taught on OJT. Detach yourself from work. I think I was able to do that after submerging myself into stuff outside of work. But then I overdid it. You know, like it was mm-hmm. there was so much where now. Uh, in my head, I was like, how am I going to manage all this, right? Like, it's a I, distraction, right? So that yeah. you don't have to like, I was just, yeah, I was literally keep filling up the jug of water till it overflows yeah. and then we'll deal with it when it overflows, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So did you have that and, overflow? Uh, I, I, I don't think I still have had it, but I am, I'm actually, I, my wife made me um, aware. That <laughs> That's my favorite quote of yeah. all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I, I take a bite too much. My <laughs> wife yelled at me. Told yeah. me <laughs> yes, she did yell. At me. Yes. You know? Oh, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, but no, like I was, I, I saw that I was taking on too much. Anyhow, yeah. sorry, I was, I was going back. I'm getting a little off track here. But Go Two and a half years ago, it was after I had moved to Boulder. I saw online about boots on the ground uh, offering peer support because like, boots on the ground exists in Ontario. Yes, that's yeah. where that's where they are. And I saw their post online somewhere, and that's the first time I became aware that there was such a such a organization out there. I, I had a joint system at Bowden. But because, uh, you know, I think to do SISM uh, properly, you need to know, you, sh- you should know your peers, right? Like it's uh, like you should know the guys, they should trust you. I was the new ad voter, right? So people need to trust you. So I didn't join the SISM team right away, but uh, I saw that and I saw the, I read, I went on their website and read through it. And I'm like, I can do this. You know, this is, this is good stuff I, I i i can do this people talk to me so i applied i asked for an application for, to be a volunteer with them and i was excited and everything and i got a response saying uh we don't operate in alberta and i was like god damn it why not <laughs> you know but yeah they're like we are only in in ontario and um that's where we're at uh, okay cool well, it stayed in the back of my head. It was like anytime, whenever they come to Alberta, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join them. I'm gonna join them. Well, fast forward two years or a year and a half or something, I uh, put together uh, an event, a mental health event at Bowdoin. Uh, I apply, I invited everybody, but it was, it was in Innisfil, I should say. Um, it was not at Bowdoin Institution. It was in Innisfil. Uh, focusing at the officers at or staff at Bowdoin Institution, but I applied, I invited every agency out there. It was a public speaking event uh, by Dr. Stacy Furland of uh, Calgary Police Service. And uh, so I had invited her out to do the, to do a presentation on first responder mental health and stuff. And at that point, somebody reached out to me from Alberta or sorry, from Ontario saying, I am so-and-so from Boots on the Ground. And uh, would you, you know, st- like, would I be, would we be able to stream it somehow, this event? Oh. Or, 
And I said, awesome. this is my first time doing this. So I, I don't know just how right to Right out of that. the comfort zone. Let's do yeah. this. Let's just I don't, yeah. I have no idea how to do that. So, but that's a good idea. I'll take note of it next time. And by the way, yeah, one time, you know, I know what boots on the ground is. I tried to apply to them to an And he goes, um, nice. Well, how about, uh, would, you know, like we have been talking about expanding at Boots on the Ground in Ontario. And how about uh, I give you a shout or I give you the contact of the president or the CEO there, Dave McClellan, and uh, he, or I'll, give, I'll pass on your information to him and he'll give you a shout. And I'm like, sure, sweet. Just started off like that. And Dave called me and he's like, would you like to spearhead this uh, expansion? Wow. And I'm like, Hell yeah, I would you know that's like a one. What, what, your wife is like, what are you getting rid of? Because I know this so Mo, I know this so well. My husband's like, I come downstairs and I'm like, blah, blah. He's like, okay, Lauren, the first thing I'm gonna ask you is if you're going to do this, what are you getting rid of? And I'm like, yeah. fuck, I don't yeah. not uh oh shit. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I'm the um, same way. It's just like you I know what? I'll give things. my wife this. My wife has put up with a lot of shit that I mm-hmm. I put her through where it's like, okay, I'm picking I think she has come to realize that that keeps me sane. Yeah. Right after yeah. like she has um it keeps me sane, me staying busy. Right. So, yeah. um, so well, she doesn't say much, but yeah, she, yeah, I shared it with her. I always see the look of concern on her face every time I tell her that I'm doing something new. But I'm my like, husband just says, trust he's me. like, okay, I can tell you're passionate about this. Like, okay, let's sit. We the one day we did sit down and like make a list. And he was like, okay, now I want you to prioritize them, which is something I do with him. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. you're using your shit on me. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and it really, it was like, okay, yeah, like it's so many, because I am so passionate about helping first responders. That is like, yeah. and, and spouses, that's like my jam for sure. Um, yes. It was like, okay, I have to get rid of a couple of these things here. And I know <laughs> that like the podcast is at the top, my business is at the top, my family's at the top, but like the first responder yep. thing is like right there too. So it's like, right. okay, I have to get off this board that doesn't, that, it doesn't align with anything here. Like, I'm, yes. like yeah, I'm going to cry when I tell them and they're going to be really upset with me, but, but if this is the mission I'm on, it doesn't fit. Right. So there's, yep. and it's so interesting because when something so big like this comes along, you're like, yeah, this is it. And I mean, Sharon and I've talked about this with the podcast. It's like, we originally thought that our, our, purpose and passion all that was like it's to help people it always is to help mm-hmm. people that's why we get into these careers now it's like we don't want to help inmates right we don't want to yeah. we, we know that our work there is done um so it's like how do we help first responders how do we yeah. help you know other people just by just by talking about it right yeah. totally yeah. and it opens up those doors too and then like when you open up yourself those opportunities they'll fall to you as a person mm-hmm. who and when people see mo as yes. a, this big guy that's like talking about his shit they're gonna be like oh my yes. God, I, can talk- <laughs> I can talk about my shit too yeah. right yeah it's actually funny because that is exactly why like people like you know a lot of people talk to me a lot of people talk to me i get phone calls i got you know people talk to me people have talked to me always for the past 10 years people have talked to me and uh, when when i'm asked why like mm-hmm. i think mostly it is that i'm 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 normally quiet i'm normally very straight faced quiet i've been told a lot of times more than my fair share of times that i'm very intimidating um 
And then when I when 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 the, I start speaking with people, they're like, "Oh crap, I could talk to this guy." So their guard really <laughs> drops, you know, like, and they really start talking to me, and I and I think I have that advantage, and I'm fine with it. Right? Like I, I like it that way. That's what I tell my wife too. That, that I think that's what it is. Like it's just once they see that they could talk to me, they just yeah, people just talk to me. Anyhow, so yeah, the, the, when uh, uh, then I went through the process of you know acquiring a division or acquiring a chapter from Boots on the Ground. Uh, when I say acquiring, I mean just getting a chapter. There was no business deal, nothing like that. No money ever exchanged. This is not a business. Um, but every time I say that, somebody says, is this a business? No, it is not a business. It is, you know, it is just me opening a chapter. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we went through that. And uh, But that comes with systems and policy. It like, comes with all the things that like a oh, business yeah, 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 would yeah. come from, right? Because yeah. there is confidentiality, yeah. like all those yeah things right so you do have uh, to acquire honestly, instead of building it from the ground you're yes. just borrowing what they've yeah. the, this yes. the foundation they've already created and taking it to alberta right and it was actually because it was they never had a a division right they mm -hmm. i am or alberta is their first division Mm -hmm. first chapter so learning for them too, they had right? to learn a lot of stuff too or like we are all learning right like we all learning like legal stuff that we are always we are still stuck in the legal stuff because you know we thought such and such stuff was done then we went to let's say the bank and bank said nope not good enough you know so <laughs> oh god we yep, gotta running go, around getting yeah paid, we gotta yeah. do the paperwork again you know through the the legal paperwork again kind of stuff right so so they're learning. We are learning. Every you know, everybody's there. We're still, we're still launching. We, that's why we have given ourselves a year to launch completely because we need to work on a lot of kinks. The next chapter would not have this much, this many issues because you know, mm -hmm. hey, I'm learning for everybody. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm you know, so which is amazing, right? That's yeah. the biggest thing too. Is like there are like. If you are involved in this world, you'll know there there are other peer support things out there. But it's like yeah. what works for you and how yeah. you know who do you connect with and how. Because the biggest thing is like it, we don't care where you go as long as you go somewhere to talk about this. exactly right like exactly. And there yeah. are so many cool things um, happening in this space to to deal with lots of this stuff. Like we're yep. like Sharon and I are bombarded all the time. We're like, oh my god, this sounds so cool. Like we've met so many like even like people doing like hot and cold therapy stuff. Like if that's your mm -hmm. modality to healing, awesome. If you mm -hmm. learn that in a peer support, awesome, right? Like there's so many cool things happening and just exactly. getting people in these spots and, and you guys doing the work to like facilitate that, like, <laughs> so good, like so, <laughs> so good, good. Like, so yeah. good. We're yeah, it's, it, it's, it is such a cool place to be and to drive these initiatives to get. Well, these. it's, and we, we've seen, like we were talking before we were recording about how old Lauren and I both are, <laughs> not just me, but both of us, like when we started in corrections in like early two thousands, like this did not exist for us. So to see right. this evolution and, and that it's peer driven, like it's just to us amazing because it's come and so not far. driven through the institution because yes. that was the only place that you were able to get help. Right. It's like, now it's like, we need to put these so that you don't have to, uh, they're not the, the middle man for you connecting mm -hmm. to getting your, cause it was like, well, here's the EAP 
piece of paper and I'm like I'm not talking to those people I know I'm not <laughs> Are calling you them kidding me right like <laughs> isn't there something else there yeah. um, this is what we got this is the, and now it's like there are, you know, posters being up. I'm being like, Sharon and I are being talking, we're talking to people at um, the, on the EAP uh, through the Prairie region about how, how do we get this information out? Cause we actually don't care who they go to anymore Yes, because the benefits mm-hmm. have changed or if it's free or if it's like to talk to this people, how do we get this information out there and share these resources? Because this is massive. Our, our institutions do have to do the work, but if they just shared all this stuff, Yes. It doesn't actually it's, fall it's on better. them as hard, right? Exactly. Yes. It's like, well, and, the, and Lauren back in the day, right? <laughs> like if somebody was gone, we would say, oh, they're off on crazy leave, right? They're That's crazy. Yeah. The, the, the term. And then they come back and work off. the front desk and we're like, and oh, we're God, like, she's oh. either pregnant or crazy. Crazy yeah, or pregnant. Like, or both, right? Or both. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks, right? Because when I came back from my personal shit, I was like, oh my God, if they put me on the front desk, everyone's going to know what happened. So yeah. I had a note saying like, she's not, mo- she's not modified. Should I have been modified? Probably. Uh, yeah. But I was like, I didn't want that stigma attached to totally. those sorts of things. And it w- it took everything in me to make that phone call because I, yeah. I did not want to. And my husband's like, you have, you have to, your doctor just gave you a note saying you can't go back to work for six days. What are you just going to not, sh- or six weeks? Are you just not going to show up? I'm like, I think that actually might be better. I would rather than think I'm dead. <laughs> you have yeah. to call this in right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So tell well, us you know that was more. that was yeah. that was uh, that was the thing, right? Like 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 everything else is uh, everything else is is great. Um, like given uh, you know going to professionals, and I I am going to say this right now, we are not to anybody who's listening. We are not psychologists. Yeah. We are not mental health professionals. Yeah. We are not mental health service. We have no accreditation for any uh, psychological, medical, any kind of health service. Mm -hmm. We are just people in blue wanting to listen to other people in blue. Yeah. And nurses and, you know, like when I I say first responders, right? So. uh, You're in addition to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like we are just there to be a friend, to listen because I know from my personal experience is that at times I did not want to talk to anybody, but another first responder, yeah. right? Somebody who had been through shit and that's it. Mm-hmm. We are not a replacement for any, any professional mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. We are just a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I saw that, when I read that on Boots on the Ground's website, I was like, what a beautiful idea this is what we want to do right like this is what i want to do i want to be just a friend just another just a first responder who is talking to another first responder who's going through some pain in their life right Mm -hmm. and that is why uh and so when they offered me to uh get the first responder stuff going or botg stuff going in alberta i was like perfect yes i will do that and we did up the paperwork. I went through the the becoming the divisional president process, and and I was awarded my division in September, September 9th, I believe it was, and I was like perfect. I had to put together a team. I handpicked my team from you know their their spread, Edmonton. Uh, yeah, we covered the main 
well, I shouldn't say Maine, but yeah, we covered the central, uh, yeah, <laughs> central Alberta, like Ed, from Edmonton to Calgary, Drumheller, you know, all those areas. Anyhow, I handpicked my team. Honestly, there were uh, even my own team gave me suggestions of people, other people to pick. And I said, for this this time around, I need to pick guy, pick people to yeah. be on the be at the steering committee. Mm-hmm. that I know, I trust, they're going to be my people. Next phase, yes, we are going to go with people that you know. Right now, I'm going to go with people I know, right? Like, exactly. I, this is, because you've taken, you've taken all the risk here, yes. essentially. And, yeah. and not that it's, it doesn't, it's not a business, but it's like your... Your name's out there, your rep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like we are, we want to have this out there for freaking centuries, right? So yes, it's going to yeah. start. It's I want Boots on the Ground Alberta to live long before our, I'm not living, you know, so, yeah. so, oh, I mean, sorry, long after I'm not living. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, so I want, I want to make sure that the foundation is solid for that foundation mm-hmm. to be solid. I needed people that I know and I can trust. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I handpicked my team, best people out there, right. Best people out there that I uh, that I could find. And some of these people know I've never worked with them. Right. I've never worked with them. I just know their work ethic. It was all based on their work ethic. Mm-hmm. There are some people that are trained on their OJT, right? Like never worked in the institution with them, or I mean, not on the same shift or whatever. I only trained them on their OJT, and on their OJT, I saw their work ethic, and I was mm-hmm. like, and I remembered them, right? Like from years ago, and I was like, that's the person I want on my team, right? So, yep. um, those were the people that we brought in on uh, on, uh, and they're they were. Uh, pretty much everybody that I picked was a first responder themselves, mm-hmm. which to be a call taker for boots on the ground, you have to be a first responder, right? You have to be peer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we offer, we will be offering our services to anybody belonging to the first responder community. So civilian members, mm-hmm. but uh, to be a first responder, you have to be, be any law enforcement officer so police sheriff's corrections all that stuff um firefighter paramedic emergency dispatch operator or a nurse right like that's that's who the call takers are going to be so the people who have been through it you know who, like there's going to be a number uh basic basic uh function of for uh of boots on the ground is going to be there's going to be a number that you can call 24 7 that's going to be answered by a first responder Cool. And they're going to That's tell awesome. you, they're going to talk to you, right? Like we are going to talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all our guys, all our call takers are going to be formally trained in uh, peer support. So SISM training, mm-hmm. they're going to be trained in assist, which is applied mm-hmm. suicide intervention Training. 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 Skills training. training. <laughs> I just saw, I just saw Legacy Place posting about it. I was looking at the dates because yeah. they have yeah, it running no, in December. Yeah. They are, man, Legacy Place. I got to give them a huge shout out for all they're doing for that assist training. Mm-hmm. They're providing it for free. That is mm-hmm. that is a humongous step. Right yeah, now, absolutely. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. anyhow, so assist. And then we're going to have some in-house training for them. So they're going to be trained. You co- and and they cannot take a call without them having done that training, and mm-hmm. we are going to provide that training. Like it's not on their, they're not 
they're not being charged anything. We are going to be providing that training. Uh, they're going to be police record checked. They're going to be verified. There's an interview process to become a volunteer. Um, resume, cover letter, police record check, all that stuff has to happen. Uh, and then interviews and reference checks. And uh, uh, and those are, those are our main call takers. Then behind the scenes, we have civilian people, but pretty much, yeah, every, each one of our civilian members are, my wife's, my wife's a civilian, like she's mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Uh, I told you about my buddy whose uh, girlfriend is a therapist. She is our, she's on our team, right? Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes. But I, not that it's a requirement. However, I, the, 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 uh, the premise was that they got to like, they got to love a, a first responder. On most days. You know what's interesting is I, uh, yeah. uh, because this is part of massively, yeah, how um, I run, I, so I have nonprofit as well for first responder, mostly for right. spouses. And I had like someone on the team who had done some like graphic work for me and wanted to come to the retreat. And I was like, but it compromises the integrity of what I'm trying to do by building right. connection and community with first responder spouses by saying like, oh, the graphic design lady's here for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she has no connection to first, like that's a no, right? It's just like, yeah. yes, we can have civilian members doing the back end stuff. But if I call somebody and I'm, and they're like, oh yeah, no, um, my friend's son uh, was a, a uh, no, thank you. Give me someone. And, and I, I, yeah. I did have a girl that messaged me from the U.S. too, who was like, "Oh, I want to run this thing." And I'm like, "So you're not a first responder?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "Good luck." Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. run a thing for first responders, but you've never been a. Well, yeah. My uncle was a police. I'm like, "Oh no, girl, you yeah, no, no. find find something else." No. Because it, to infiltrate yeah. first responders, you gotta fucking be one. Yeah, oh, you gotta yeah. you gotta have done my job for me for to understand me, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. yeah so anyhow so exactly. that was uh that was the and and like i said i love the idea so that we're like let's start and now we are volunteering oh, i mean now we are recruiting volunteers right so we have um a few uh, my vice president is take care of the recruitment part but uh uh my vice president was just uh named uh mental health champion by the canadian institute of oh, wow. public safety research and something. Oh, SIPSERT. SIPSERT. Yeah. yeah, so he was actually named the mental health champion for 2020. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we've done some stuff with PSPNet on here and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. so you probably know that. Yeah, so he's, uh, so he's running the recruitment and uh, uh, his wife is our treasurer, so she's a civilian number, right? But, um, uh, Very cool. but she, the, so he... Uh, all the applications that come back, we're gonna go through them. We're gonna review them. We're gonna. And know, how many are you review. looking for? As many as we can get. Because no, it'll no. be, it'll be. This is Sharon and I are like somebody needs to do this because, yep. so we we get crisis stuff on our on our podcast. On our yep. yeah, messages like, all the time. Uh... <laughs> if I'm looking at it too, we have to be like present on our social media when we get those like messages in and sometimes we're not connected to our phone at the moment yeah. right that we yep. so it would be nice to have to be able to say like hey at, at phone this just, number 
just call this number, call, like show it up there every now and then yep. put it in the stories, like, yep. so that they have it available. Because I know I, I'm, I am involved in peer support in a different capacity, but it's, uh, and we, we send people to certain places, but it's not a crisis line. It's a right. peer support show up on a zoom call. This is what it right, is right, or show right. up at this, this day, space, this, this yeah. day, this time. Right. So yeah. to have that ability to be able to just call a 24 hour, yeah. right. And, and so I get people from that group who will message me on Facebook at like two o'clock in the morning, but I don't, unless my husband's on night shift, my phone is yeah. off. Right. So, right, right. um, so to have that, oh, like so good. amazing. Well, we want to, I, 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 while you're talking about this, I just want to say uh, for people to know, we are not providing any services right now. We would right. not, we plan on launching our phone lines in September of 2023. Okay, good. So okay. we are giving ourselves one year to set up. Awesome. Um, that is our goal. Hopefully we are able to meet it. And we we launched by September 2023. We start providing our peer support service. Mm -hmm. We do not, or we are not providing any service right now. You're looking our, for volunteers. We are looking <laughs> for volunteers. We're looking for funds. Those are the two things we're looking yeah. for right now: volunteers and funds, because we need funds to train people, um, yeah. and for every other operation cost. None of us are getting paid. I'm not. I'm the president. I'm not getting paid. I'm not. I'm making zero dollars off this. Right. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. this we is need a the funds. Project, right. Yes. Yeah. We need the funds. We need the recruit, or we need the volunteers. Uh, our minimum requirement is uh, 16 hours a month, so two shifts a month that every volunteer needs to be present. So that means a lot of shifts for 24, 24 hours, seven days mm -hmm, a week. Mm -hmm. We need as many volunteers as possible, right? Like that's a minimum requirement, of course. But you know if everybody does bare minimum let's go by the worst case scenario we need a lot of volunteers um uh and and multiple volunteers on at a time because if one is on the call then you know somebody else could take the call as well right and uh uh so right now none of our social media is not monitored all the time our emails yeah. are not monitored all the time mm -hmm. so right now we're not providing any services i just yeah that, no that's that i'm so glad you yeah. clear yeah because we yeah. know that we will give a we will give a phone number out it's going to be you know a 1-800 sort of number and for for anybody to call we will give it out when when it's ready when we're ready to give that service out we don't even perfect. have a number set up yet so yeah perfect yeah, yeah and uh so i have a question then what in the meantime what is something you would suggest because you have gone through this process you right right what is something you until you guys are up and running what is something you would share or a resource you have to say like hey reach out to these people or this you organization know what? there is uh i personally like i'm not i'm not gonna endorse any specific uh organization out there because uh, oh. legacy play society is doing it or actually okay let's endorse uh legacy play society is doing great work you know there are a whole bunch of different organizations just in alberta that do a lot of work for mental health there's wired differently mm -hmm. there is uh honey badger alliance there is all um, all have been on the podcast I think. exactly right there's, <laughs> those are there's, those are our boys <laughs> there's, our, there's legacy play society right yeah. like they they're they're doing great work right yeah. uh to find the good to find the proper therapist of course you know i'm not saying wait for us but one of the things that is going to be on our website uh the my friend's uh, my girlfriend that I keep talking about, 
well, she's a friend of mine too, of course. Um, she's a licensed therapist and her job is to vet any, we are going to be populating our own resource website. And these people are going to be, we are going to, uh, we are going to just list them there. We're not going to uh, tell people, Hey, contact this person, but we are going to list them in our resource web in our, on our resource page. Uh, these people are going to be vetted by us. They're going to have experience with first responders. They're going to be like, so there's going to be one click, you know, you go there. These people have been verified by us. They have gone through an interview process to be listed on our website as a resource. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. these are, and they are, they're going to be the professional help people, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that, that's going to be on our website. But until then, honestly, anybody who's struggling, talk to somebody. I always say, do buddy checks on people, you know, like, yeah. like buddy check is what we need to do a lot more of, right? Mm -hmm. Like people mm -hmm. will talk if you lend a, if you give them the space to say yeah. like, Hey, yeah. I got hey. 10 minutes. How are you doing? Yeah. Like really, how, how are you, are you doing? doing? You know, yeah. it's simply sending a text saying, Check how are you in. doing? Checking yeah. in. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. and how are you doing is the main thing. Not what's up. What's up. Yeah. Nothing, mm -hmm. but what's up, what's up with you? You know, mm -hmm. No, no. I have a, I have a buddy, I have a buddy couple that I check on and I have it in my day planner every month. When I start the new month, I have yep. a list of them that, you know, cause I get busy and life yep. is busy. Right. And I, I like John, one of them is one of them's John. Another one's Chad right. check in with Steve, right? Like just how you doing? Sometimes it's a quick little, like, I'm great, buddy. Thanks for checking in. Right. Like that's yep. it. Right. And yep. they do that. They do the same for me. And yep. it's like, I'm like, do you have four and a half hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And that's the thing too, right? Like, so we really, people have to be uh, emotionally regulated and have the capacity to go through these sorts of things too, right? So sometimes when they come here, we're like, ooh, uh, have you spoken to a mental health professional, right? Sometimes that's yeah. the, hey, have you spoken to anybody else with, you know, the ability to give you something more than what I can give you as a friend yep. because because I've noticed that in peer support before right it's like oh I'm not I'm not equipped to handle this can I give yep. you a recommendation can I send you to someone else and Sharon and I have done that in the podcast Instagram too like hey we know this place try give them a try if it doesn't work out make sure you connect with us and then we'll check in with them how to go yep. oh I haven't touched base with them yet okay when are you going to do that like just little things like that to because we do care or we wouldn't have done these jobs in the first place. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so exactly. like I lay at bed and I go, Oh shit, I didn't respond to that message. Okay. I get up yeah. and then I do the thing. Right. Cause I can't sleep at night knowing that somebody else is hurting. Cause I've been there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. We are, we good. are, yeah. We're so grateful for you for taking on this massive initiative. This is huge uh, in this space. And uh, you know, it's, it's not a job for, um, a lot of people, but like, I can see the passion behind it and, and how you speak about it. And, um, thank you, um, thank you. I, from us and from, from us. all first from everybody. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all you guys do. Like you guys do an amazing job. And, well, thank you, know, thank like, you so thank much you for, uh, thank you for having me and supporting all the first responders and Let's do it together. Let's, Let's do, do it, it together. Yeah. We'll have you on again. This was awesome. Yeah, as soon as awesome. everything gets Thank ramped you. up. But yeah, I will. I'll make sure that everybody knows it's not open until yes. <laughs> things are ramping up till September. <laughs> but uh, maybe yeah. maybe okay. I'll, I'll chat with you a little bit and we can put a few things in there that they can. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and for sure. Awesome. For sure. 
Appreciate thank it. you so awesome. much. Thanks thank again. you guys. Thank you. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at from uniforms to unicorns, uh, on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, speaker, all of those. Also feel free to subscribe. You'll be notified of new episodes that come out and we always love a review. Also feel free to share with anybody you would enjoy. We also want to send a big thank you to Jamie Green for being our podcast editor and to Jeff Bale at Third Hell Music for our soundtrack. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day. Love, Lauren and Sharon. Bye.